folks, we're back and it is Friday, finally. Folks, we made it through another week. No small feat, I might add. Folks, now in the challenging part, making it through the weekend. This is the weekend before the checks come out. That means money short. Short, y'all, is short. That means somebody's going to have to give it up. In addition to their money, they may have to give up their lives or their health. Because、uh, we live in an area that's dominated by Democrats. Uh, demographically and politically. And you know what that means? You're going to have senseless murder, random violence, folks, and general mayhem. And the trash has abated. You know, it was really bad leading up to the Richards getting the contract. So I guess the people pushing the contract were paying people to throw trash out in the city of Jackson. That's my theory. And,、uh, and, and given some of the individuals involved, I don't doubt it. That one little shady fella, I ain't gonna mention no names. Boy, that. Anyway, he has brought the black community to its knees in, the, in his quest for、uh, satisfying. But anyway, just, just one man's opinion. All right, folks, it's gonna be an open forum today. We're gonna get back to the Texas shooting.、Uh, as you know, I, I, folks, the more I thought about it, that, the more I just. Folks, it is our government doing this. The U.S. government, this administration in particular, is behind these murders, these mass shootings. Now we're getting word from the Buffalo、uh, ABCnews.com desk that supposedly there's an investigation going on of a retired federal agent who had been communicating with the Buffalo shooter in a chat room reserved for racists. The FBI has been stirring. They're pretty much setting up these, these chat rooms and getting this crap going. I don't even know anybody gets on that crap. But they say there's up to six possible federal agents who have been involved with the Buffalo shooter. In other words, egging him on. Folks, I'm not going to be found wrong. When you hear me pronounce something, and it's not that I'm Negro Domus or something like that, I know evil. What happened in Uvalde, Texas, folks? That was a stand down operation. They were told to stand down. There's just, and it's always, it's whatever mistake that's made, it's always the American people taking it in the shorts. But I submit to you, this is a bridge too far. There's, I mean, I've talked to numerous people, and it's just a, it's, 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 it's such a sinking feeling. And you know what? What you heard yesterday, as I in the second hour, I'm just so disappointed with the lack of opposition to the evil that's running amok in our land. Everybody trying to fan dance in their mind that, uh, well, uh, well, it could be, uh, always want to give plausible deniability to evil. No, I'm standing here flat footed, I ain't stuttering. I ain't trying to have to clear my throat. These people are evil. And time is going to bear me witness that the federal government, one of these alphabet agencies, had their hand in this damn thing again. And you can actually go with it. This school has been under lockdown 48 times in the last two or three years because of the illegals coming across the border being pursued by Border Patrol agents and other government agencies. 
Some of them trying to hole up in the school, running past the school, gunfire the whole nine yards. And yet they didn't have a guard, they didn't have a plan. And then I, I'm, I'm reading reports that they actually had a, uh, uh, one of those uh, uh, simulation, simulation uh, 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 drills sponsored by the government. I think, what, in March? In other words, what to do in case somebody has an active shooter. I'm just telling you, folks, these people are evil as hell. And you keep trying, like my brother Jack said, son, what you're seeing is what you're seeing. Quit trying to make it be something. Let me ask you this here. How do you benefit from trying to make it be something else other than what you're seeing with your own eyes? Tell me. You know what it comes down to? Your butt is a coward. Turns out the kill the shooter was killed by a parent who happened to be a border patrol agent who was getting his hair cut. Got up out the chair, got the shotgun from the barber that he had, and went in there and handled business. He saw those SOBs standing around their finger in their rear end, sniffing it. Like I said before, my faith, my faith in the LEO all up and down the food chain from Washington, D.C. down here to Dog Catcher is in the toilet. You demand that we follow your lawful orders. But it seems like all your lawful orders result in us dying. What the hell is going on with this? Well, the Supreme Court says we're under no obligation to actually uh, save anybody's life. We're here to take, do the paperwork afterwards. Well, in that case, then, Hoss, I'm my first responder. You've been given wake-up call, America, wake-up call after wake-up call after wake-up call. As my friend Larry would point out, people so used to going to the, uh, you know, the football games and uh, boating and whatever else we do for our amusement and our, our downtime and all that, Folks, these people are playing for keeps. They don't want to get to. And then we come to find out the police station for that little town, four minutes away. That's four minutes if you're just driving at normal speed, 40 miles an hour, four minutes away. Folks, they're killing us. They're picking us off one at a time. And then they add the insult to injury by making you stand there and watch them kill your kids and threaten you if you try to save your child. Didn't they do that with COVID? Weren't they using the LEOs to level a pistol at you if you try to go into the hospital to see your loved one, try to get them the care they need? Didn't they do that? Do you not? Okay, let me ask you this here. How many instances does it take to constitute a pattern? Because it seems to me they manufactured this baby formula crisis where you can't feed your baby and you're willing to pay confiscatory prices for any kind of baby formula. You can't get it even if you had the money. But they let you see them. 
delivering pallets of baby formula to people breaking into the country. Our government is sending us a message. You can ignore it. But what you're seeing is what you're seeing. Pleading brain damage ain't going to get you nothing, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how. I don't know how the parents of those 21 people that were killed, the 19 kids and the two teachers, particularly those who were held outside at gunpoint, not being able to go in, I don't know how they hold it together. I do not know. And yet, they constantly come upon us and tell us, be law-abiding, follow the science. Oh, 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 yeah, they were following the science over there in Uvalde, Texas, when they were standing around with their finger in their ass. Yeah, they were following the science. If that had been Hunter Biden in there, that had been Malia, Mal, Mal, the uh, Obama girls, all under Secret Service protection, they would have burnt that damn building down if necessary. But it's just because it's American people. Screw them. You people are nobody. Get used to it, Hoss. This is how they feel about you. And then you saw the Democrats, Chuck Schumer and all them folks. What do they want? They want you disarmed. But what happened on January 6th? They came back with National Guard troops. They built walls that they say that we couldn't have to defend. Our, matter of fact, it's the lack of walls the reason why that school is constantly having to shut, uh, lock down. Everything they say that we couldn't have to protect ourselves, they spent, they wasted no expense to build and protect themselves. Folks, at some point you just got to say, hey man, we, we are there. Somebody and everybody's not going home to their family tonight. And to you preachers out there, you're wrong. You guys are absolute. You, you're, you're beyond. You're wrong as apartheid. You cannot get right on this issue where you sit. Even during the civil rights movement, the preachers, if they didn't do nothing, they could. They, 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 they walked and they went and stood. Used the full weight of their what is it called? Ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical authority, religious authority, the turned around collar. Y'all won't do any of that. Can't find you nowhere. And you're still there preaching. Oh, Jesus on the cross. Jesus on the cross. What are you going? Oh, let me tell you about the hundred names of Jesus. Y'all cowards. But you just like most of America. And to my friends in the law enforcement community, up and down the food chain from the federal U.S. Marshals, FBI, CIA, Homeland Security. What you going to do? No, don't get mad at me. You chose that line of work. What you going to do? Guy made a good point. I was listening to one of the videos. You know, everybody's got podcasts nowadays. So I was listening to this guy. He said, you people who work for the government holding guns on everybody else, and this is, and it dovetail one of the points I've been making. See, you guys who are doing all that, they got you out here on one mission to subjugate your your neighbor, your fellow man, your cousin, your brother, while they're destroying our economy. He said, "Have these LEO folks have they thought about what happens when the gas run out? 
when that little city or municipality that you run can't afford for you to pay,、uh, for, for them to buy gas, for you to even patrol the streets? But not only that, that's just on the LEO side of it. You, I, up in the community. You know who's going to take over? The strong man. The strongest man in the community. Did you not hear Radio Strongman tell y'all down through the years, America has devolved into gangs? And at the end of the day, you're going to have to have some killers on your team? Did you not hear me say that? So while you locked down because you can't afford $10 a gallon gas, city police officer, county sheriff, whatever, you can't get home to your family. I can't get home to my. Hey, ain't that so and so? That's that SOB who stood around while my child was murdered. Ain't nobody looking. Cameras ain't on because ain't no power. Hmm. See, everybody. Ain't gonna wait for Jesus to settle the accounts. But not, I ain't trying to stir nothing up. I'm just telling you about human nature. Because as I said earlier, I don't know how those 21, the parents and loved ones of those 21 folks who were killed in you, I don't know how they deal. I, I do not, I do, because it still bothers me right now. And then being told you cannot help your, your child, your baby. John MacArthur made a good point. Pastor John MacArthur of that church out there in California. And he was talking about the, the, the homosexual grooming that's going on in our schools. He said, You know why they're doing that? You know why they want to start so early? He said, Because a mother, if their child goes down that path, I want to be a girl, I want to be a boy, whatever, switch sides, whatever, the mama's going to try to love that child. The mama's going to try to accept that child. And if they get the mama to accept that child and accept the child, and that child accepts the homo, homosexual lifestyle, baby, they, they just locked in a generation. I told y'all when this thing first started, I said, this stuff with the COVID, I said, this is being done by people who are keepers of the keys of knowledge of human nature. They understand people. They sit back and they're thinking about devious things they can do. This is why I keep talking. This is why I've always, folks in the secret societies and all that stuff, if you got something, knowledge like that, brother, you ain't came up with it. God gave that knowledge to all of humanity. And you sitting up here and you can't see the stress on all these people's faces. You can't see the stress on the faces of those parents out there at Uvalde, Texas. And you still sitting, what the hell is that going to do with us? Dude. And you say you're there for the betterment of mankind? Brother, make it make sense. That's why I keep telling y'all, folks, there is no substitute for a man being a man. There is absolutely that man who went into that school and killed that, that shooter. That's a man there. That's a man with a sack. He let him hang over there. I told you I can't stand a weak man. I cannot stand. And a weak man. Indecisive. Heels all ran over. All you get, uh, 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 uh. No. Man of action, baby. Turn some caps around and peel some skulls back as needed. You can be as Christian as the next guy. But, baby, if I got to get medieval to save my babies, oh, it's done. It's a foregone conclusion. 
So don't step to me and tell me about what, if you were really a Christian, what Jesus would do. Hoss, I'm going to crack your head open for harming my child, and then you pray for me. Okay? You practice that superior Christianity that you got in your soul. Because I'm going to practice my swing with this hammer. I'm not being violent. These people have, they've set the ground rules. Baby, they just killed 19 kids. They stood down. What else do you need? Am I trying to stir things up? Absolutely. I want to stir up your soul where you look inside yourself. Look at that man in the mirror and say, What would I do? You guys wear it on braces. What would Jesus do? What would you do? I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. How do you sleep? How would you be able to sleep if you knew your child was one of those fourth graders that got shot through the skull? Got his chest blowed out by a high powered bullet. And then Michael Guess, I'm going back to him. He's all over the dang news on his January 6th thing because he wants the rule of law follow. We want a peaceful transition, we want a peaceful classroom. No, folks, we got a cancer growing on this society. It's called the Democrat Party, left wingism. And those rhino Republicans. Kim, are you trying to go against the government? Hoss, I ain't going against nobody. I'm going for the truth, and I'm going to stand on it. Our number is 601 879 0002. Let's take a break. America, you love your country, so it goes without saying that you also love your ride. And Auto Armor in Flowood wants to help you make that ride shine. Auto Armor in Flowood is Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop, servicing any type of vehicle, including ATVs, boats, and more. Need just a quick detail or paint correction? Auto Armor can make it happen. But if you're set to hit the road in a blaze of glory while flying the old red, white, and blue, Auto Armor should be your first and last call to give your ride a full Ceramic coating. Auto Armor is locally owned and operated by the loud and proud American patriot Clay Edwards. Auto Armor also proudly backs the blue, all military and first responders. So don't forget to ask for your discount. Call 601 260 or stop in today, fellow Americans. Auto Armor is located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood. Online at AutoArmorMS.com. Auto Armor, unapologetically American. All right, folks. Hey, I want to remind you I know you're thinking about hitting the road、uh, tomorrow. It's not too late to get some tires. You can go to rapidtireexchange.com. Folks, you can set up everything. You can order the tires、uh, right off the、uh, website there. You can set your time up to、uh, get the tires installed. Folks, they'll take good care of you. Get your road ready here for the holidays. That's Rapid Tire Exchange, 953 Highway 80 in Clinton, Mississippi, right across from the Walmart and right in back of Rapid Oil Change. Get the oil change while you're there. If you need brakes, shocks,、uh, the, the whole nine yards, anything dealing with the undercarriage of your car, they can take care of. So,、uh, again, stop by Rapid Tire Exchange. And for all your accessory needs, they have that also. You can be checking out the accessories while you're online, too. That's rapidtireexchange.com. Get those new tires today. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Oh, go. Mike? Okay, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> My long lost friend, mostly lost. What's going on? Barbara Mike. What's up with you, man? You all right? Kim's doing great, sir. What about you? Oh, man, doing outstanding. I've been、uh, just tuning into your program, and you know, I thought I was in the Twilight Zone. 
Yeah, I understand, man. You Biden supporters, all y'all seem to have mental disabilities, brother, but well, we can well, help you, know, you out anybody here. That, anybody that has listened to Radio Strongman, you know, four years ago, today, and listen to you four years from now, you flip flop like a fish, man. Such as? I thought you were for police. I'm always for police, brother. But I'm all, above all, I'm for doing what's right, sir. Something no. you wouldn't know anything about, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I heard you talking about Joe Biden. What? Uh, and I hadn't heard you say anything about uh, Governor Abbott. Uh, Governor Abbott had anything to do with that, bro. Oh, you going all the way to Washington? Huh? You going all the way to Washington? No, that was the local police that didn't, didn't do their job. They were four minutes away, brother. So it happened under who watched? Well, that ain't got nothing to do with it. It happened at the oh, school. Come on, but now, if you want to lay the blame, we could say Joe Biden, he came out that evening and was casting aspersions and pointing bony fingers of indignation at everybody else when, in fact, it was him and, you, and your party that stirred this little gay guy up. You know how you people do. You stirred him up because he wanted to be a woman, and uh, the women were rejecting him, and he, just went, he was just he was a Democrat. He was a Biden supporter. You know, you people are ungrateful, angry, and, folks, corrupt. So, do, 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 you going on record, this 18-year-old, he voted for Biden? Oh, he would have voted for Biden if he could have. Well, oh. he, he, listen, you know what? He probably did. Cause you know, you guys don't go by any voting laws. You know, you just stick a ballot in oh, okay. there. You know how you people are. Mike, yeah. <laughs> he, uh-huh. here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing. Here's, here's, the, like, here's the thing, John. Here's the thing. Go ahead, the thing. Go here's ahead. the thing. What are you people going to do? When are you, when are you going to get right? Why is there so much death and destruction on your side of the house, brother? So let me ask you this. I hear, I hear you talking about the Lord and Jesus and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you, you said and not black Jesus. Go ahead. You, you said a statement, you know. Well, I mean, where was Jesus from? He wasn't from Utah. And your point? When you said it wasn't black Jesus, I mean, what color was it? Well, what I'm saying is uh, he wasn't the black Jesus that you're worshiping. So where is he from? Huh? I Middle don't know East, what. Middle he, East. He, uh, well, he was born there in the Middle East. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you saying? He's from Africa? And, and, well, I mean, you know, you you do know that the, the Antichrist is going to be a counterfeit of the real Christ, right? Uh, the Antichrist is Barack Obama. And if he's not oh. Barack Obama, he'll do, Barack Obama will do to the real Antichrist get here. But yeah, uh, Barack Obama's so the Antichrist. The Antichrist got four at a maximum eight years to enforce his plan, and then it's no more. Well, Barack, how many now, years? Barack Obama gone. He on vacation. How many years did he have? He, he had he had eight years, and then he came back under Joe Biden. He's pulling Joe oh, Biden's okay. string. So you know, Joe Biden got four years at the max eight. So Joe Biden got it. He got he got to introduce his plan in the next. He's already years. introduced this plan. His plan is Barack's plan. He got he got, to, he got to execute his plan in the next two to eight years in order for your uh, your uh, Negro Dama's prophecy to be right. No, I never I never prophesied that. That's so, what you so, interjected so, so, into the game. So did one of your guys get in there? All of this government talk. Once we like get Trump back, back, once we get Trump back, like a fish. Listen, once once we get Trump back, we didn't have this kind of murder every week oh, with, under Donald we Trump. Need. We need Trump. Yes, this is going to bring peace. Yes, to, peace. To the United States. Peace. Yes. Yes. That's what he did when he was in there. For yes, years. sir. Peace yes. Oh, life was so good. Life was so good. Well, and wait, you know wait, wait a minute. He, it, 
Trump gonna bring peace to the United States. He's gonna, gonna bring peace to the world,、wow, all over the world, even to the moon. He's bringing peace wherever he goes. That's Big well, Don, you know, baby. Well, I know you got more callers calling in. And we got better callers, too, I might add. Huh? Yeah, well, I mean, you can say what you want, but <laughs> you still my boy, man. I'm telling you what, you're one of my top 10 non Caucasians. I got you right there on the list, bro. Yeah. Well, I don't care about your list. Yeah,、hey, I, uh, I ran into one of your members the other day, and, and、uh, he, he said, Yeah, I'm under Mike Smith. I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. y o u going to hell. No, I didn't tell him that, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, you something else. Listen, my brother. But, first of all, I'm glad you're back on the radio. I haven't been listening. And I appreciate you praying for me when I was down low、oh, sick,、absolutely. man. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that regardless. Yeah. You, you are my brother. Yeah, you're a good、Even、man. Even though you said I wasn't your brother. No, you're still my brother, man. Yeah, yeah, you're my brother. You know my brother. Yeah. I got the text message to prove it. You know, when Biden won, you know, you excluded. Well, y'all stole, listen, listen, y'all stole the election, brother. Doesn't that mean anything? You should, you should, listen, you should come out against it. You should say, look, I denounce this. Every time a Democrat r u n against a Republican, we end up with more votes than y'all, but we steal election. Oh, you did steal election. Bro, we got it on tape, man. We got it on tape. Matter of fact, one of them guys look like you stuff in the ballot box. Wait a minute. We ain't talked in a while. Listen, you, going back to the election, when y'all gonna release the Kraken? You know, the lady, <laughs> my pillow, the lady up there with my pillow, she said she was gonna release the Kraken. The Kraken's still in bondage. Well, what happened? William Barr undercut us.、Uh, uh, uh, t- Wasn't he on y'all's side? He was. He was. He was on our side, but he wasn't with us. He was kind of、right. like you and, you know, you, you and Jesus. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, well I, I need you to teach me the ropes now. Well, look, listen, I, I, I've gotten with Jameson Haygood. He's going to counsel you, help you get back on track.、Uh, I know.、Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's agreed to help you get back on track. I told him, I said, Mike is going off the deep end. And,、uh, well, you know, he、uh, needs a little counseling. Jameson Haygood, you know, I, list, I listened to his show. I listened to him yesterday. He, he got a guy out there, turned him down, you know, stuff like this. Stuff like you do. Oh, yeah. Well, he, 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 that was Vince. And you know how you. You know how you. No, uh, I wasn't Vince, it was somebody else. Oh, well, you know, you, you loons got a deep、else. bench. You, you loons got a deep bench out there. I wish you people would get yourself. Let me ask you something just before you go.、Mm-hmm. Uh, is Joe Biden doing a good job?、Uh, you know, I don't know. I, mean, oh, I, 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 I was fine under Trump. I was fine under Obama. I was fine under Biden. I, I don't believe national politics affects us as much on the local level. Oh, I mean, that's what happened. So, how much did you pay for gas last time you filled up? How much a, a gallon? Say it again, man. How much did you pay for gas a gallon last time you filled up? Well, you know, I mean, uh, uh,、yeah. we would like to see you, this thing go all electric. <laughs> and and that, you'll see, gra- see gas prices come down when people stop buying. <laughs> okay, so what, if the gas prices come down, what's going to go up? Electricity prices. And who bought it then? <laughs> you?、Obama. You because you won. Le- <laughs> Look, no, listen. Well, how do, you, how do they generate the. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this here. They got to use fossil fuels to generate the,、uh, uh, the electric crap that you want, solar panels and all the other stuff. Mike, why don't you just let the,、uh, the grown folks and the intelligent folks and Christian patriots and rednecks just continue to run things and then you just enjoy the good life? How about that? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm good. But listen, let me ask you something about this Jesus that you were talking about a、yeah. minute ago.、Mm-hmm. You know, you said, you said you made a statement. What would Jesus do? Now,、mm-hmm. my question to you is what type of weapon did Jesus carry? He carried the sword of the word, brother. That's right. The AR 15? The sword of the word. He, 
He brought the word. Well, I mean, you said you're a Christian, and a Christian is Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So what weapon has Jesus influenced you to carry? Uh, whatever my pockets will buy. Because the scriptures say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Yeah, well, the weapons of the Kim's weapons. warfare are hardcore steel and iron, brother. Listen, yeah, I love yeah. the Lord. Look, 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 listen. Listen, listen. In, in case way. my ministry and angels tarry, brother Wade going to be ready. Don't don't try to be radio preaching. No, no, hold up. Hold, no, wait a minute now. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am, I am the prophet for profit, okay? Because before before you leave this show, you're still not going to be able to tell your listeners what type of weapon did Jesus carry. Again, he carried the word. And the word you is, l- let me ask you this here. Does the word encourage? you carry the word? I am carrying the word. Okay, what else you carry? Well, what, uh, I can't tell you all that I carry because then you'd be okay, laying and waiting for me. Jesus, what else did Jesus carry? Listen, listen. You say you're a Christian. Okay. Uh, Mike, well, you Mike, say you're a preacher. Let me ask you, are you a good preacher? Hey, listen. If, if that are you a so-so preacher? Are you a jack leg or what? Tell me. Well, the bottom line is I do the best I can, but don't okay. don't let that Christian moniker uh, 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 get, get you hurt. Because, again, what I will do, I'll crack your head so down to the so white meat in the name of Jesus, and then I'm going to pray over your head, and then you can pray for me. We can pray for each other. Lord, help Mike's head heal in the name of Jesus. But, but you do know that every word that a man speaks is either motivated by the spirit of Christ or antichrist. That is true. So, so when they say, speak right now, when they say uh, you can't go into the building to save your child, look, Mike, I got to take a break. Look, I appreciate you, man. You're welcome to come in sometime, I know man. you got to take a break. You always got to take a break when somebody's making a point. My question see, to you is, if you, when, when, whenever you make a good point, whenever you make a good point, we'll let you back in. As a matter of fact, we'll extend you a little black privilege. Uh-uh, I'm gone. I'm gone. I know. All right. You Have lost your mind a long time ago. Thank you, man. We'll be right back. Hey, now, don't be running around all weekend trying to get parts to do the repairs around your home. Stop by Railroad Ace Hardware, any of the five locations throughout central Mississippi, folks, and get the job done on one trip. That's right, folks. They have experts that can help you in any area, plumbing, electrical, painting. Uh, you need parts for your lawnmower, what, whatever you need, folks, they can get you done. You need a special tool, they can get that. Folks, they have it all. Railroad Ace Hardware, Railroad Ace Hardware for over 70 years, they've been making it pop keeping you saving uh, all the gas from running back and forth to the big box stores because you couldn't get the assistance that you need. Check them out today. While you're there, don't forget the Spartan Mosquito Eradicator sitting right inside the door. Folks, they actually work. Keep those mosquitoes from getting into the house. You know, as you're trying to get your groceries in on big old mosquitoes bouncing off the walls and coming in there, then you're fighting them all night long before you go to bed because you don't want to be hearing that buzzing in your ear. Check them out. Rebel Ace Hardware. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, buddy. Hey, Steve. Hello. All right, let's go to Mobile. Steve. Hey, Mobile. Hey, buddy. <laughs> well, that last caller was definitely, yes, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Barbara Mike. Uh, he used to cut my hair back. When Obama won, he was cutting my hair back in those days. He was cutting big old Obama signs in the back of my head. I didn't even know that I go out to, got out the door. Yeah, crop circles and stuff in my Hello? head. Yeah, can you, we can hear you. Hello? Go ahead. Hey, so he said Hello? he can't hear. Can you hear us? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you now. All right. Go ahead. 
I tell you, he's because you, he cut your hair out. Yeah, he was I'm cutting. Always, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, he was cutting crop circles in my head, man, and gang signs <laughs> and stuff. Somebody <laughs> find it interesting how the you know late black folks want to claim that because he was born and lived in the Middle East, he couldn't be white. <laughs> Where did that logic come from? Because yeah. <laughs> there are people in the Middle East and always have been in the Middle East who are as white as you can be <laughs> in this country, or you know, white as light skinned as it can be. Uh, so why does that logic always seem to be what they go? <clears throat> he couldn't have been white because he lived in the Middle East back then. Well, yeah, white people still existed back then, and they were in the Middle East. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and he- here's the thing, you know, he wants to cite all the Jews, but he had no problems with them still in the election. Well, we're going to let you slide on this one. Uh, I'm going to look past this, but uh, everything else he wants to hold to the letter of the law. Yeah, Negro. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> The timeline on this uh, on this shooting, I mean, it stinks to high heaven. And, you know, it sounds like the, the door that a, a, a teacher had opened one of the So the guy crashes into a funeral home at around 1130, 1127. Mm-hmm. Some teacher, I guess, looks outside to see what's happened or whatever, mm-hmm. and somehow didn't the door didn't get closed back. Mm-hmm. This is just so but not weird on, and smells. But, but not only that. I mean, my grandson and my great-grandkids, they all have cell phones. So, I mean, we would be getting play-by-play, uh, if nothing else, not necessarily from that was one little girl in the classroom where the 19 died, tried to call, and he shot her. But in those other classrooms, in other words, they could not have been that unaware of what was going on in that building. This, this, Like I said, this is our government. At, our government is sending us a message. I don't care. You may disagree. Others may disagree. Look, I'm getting the message loud and clear. They don't care for us. They don't care about us dying. They're going to stand around until we give them, uh, give up our Second Amendment. They're going to continue to kill us until we do it. And what this is teaching us, again, <clears throat> is for those folks who claim that the gun, the gun, the gun, we didn't get rid of the gun, this is showing us why you don't need to get rid of guns. That's right. Like, like you said earlier, this idea of first responders is a myth. There's no, the first responders is us. It doesn't matter if it's the fire department. That's right. Who's the, where you, who's the first responder if your trash cans don't fire at your house? Mm-hmm. It's you. It's not the fire department. They're not going to be the first responder there. You are. Who's going to be the first one to respond true. when somebody breaks into your house? True. That is it's so true. It's not going to be the cops. That is so true. That's absolutely true. Like I said before, they're sending us a message at every turn, every piece of... Like I said, whether it's the baby formula, whether it's COVID, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's hospitalization, whether it's the border, we can never, we can't protect ourselves. We can't defend ourselves. We can't save ourselves. We can't save our loved ones. We can't do anything but what they tell us. Follow the science, follow our protocols, and then we're the one doing the dying. And then they got armed uh, guards uh, protecting them. They got all the electricity, all the heat and air conditioning they want. They want us to go green. And we sit there in the dark. And I'm saying, Hoss, we need, we need to just shut this down right now. This whole line of thinking, we need to break this up at the door. We, they, this fight is going to take place. It's like, say, Rob, uh, me and you going to tussle, we, we gonna tussle at, at, at the school. You know, you know something going to have to happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How many guys look at the video? I'd say maybe, what, 10, 15 cops outside the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when they, and all of them had guns, all of them had body armor. And for 40 minutes, nobody went in. Okay, let, let, instead of four, 15 cops, let that be 15 parents. Right. All the same thing. 
with how quick would, would it be 40 minutes or 40 seconds right. when they go in there? And then I heard, I heard reports that they were negotiating. Negotiating with who? Yeah. You know, and then think about it. Now, they send our troops over. They had our troops kicking in doors in Afghanistan, Iraq, and everywhere else, not knowing what's on the other side. They signed up for the mission. No, like, man, our government set, this is a government operation. If, if, if it's not, the government come out here and show us why it's not. But right now, what they're saying doesn't make sense. And it's like all these other shootings, they don't make sense. No, they usually don't make sense. And it's always, it's always seem to be an underlined. But if you say anything about it, like Alex Jones did, that he didn't, you get sued for the, uh, but, by, or if you get big enough, you're big like Alex Jones, you get sued by some nit with kid, um, some nit with some nit with parent. Mm-hmm. As if he caused them bodily harm by what suggested what he did. Right. And of course, you got the courts out there who, who, who would grant it to him because they want to shut Alex Jones down. So they give him the money anyway. We're doing full well, it's no case. Kangaroo court. Uh, we got William on the line. He wants to grill you. Go ahead, Snowball. Uh, yeah, this is the boy that called me a steering wheel hole a couple of days ago. A what? No, that was you Derek. You got me a steering wheel holder just a couple of days ago. I have over two and a half million miles over the road. That was Derek. That was Derek. Oh, oh, oh. Since I'm on the line, yeah. where they both sound alike. <laughs> but anyway, since I'm on the line, Derek, first thing that came out of Derek's mouth was his daddy owned logging trucks. Log, logs and logging trucks is an, is an exempt commodity. It, it don't necessarily fall upon the farming and construction. But it's an exempt commodity. It's a it's a it's a uh, raw raw material. Anything that's that's taxed now. now if the, when them logs go through a sawmill and they and they get sawed on, and they're able to put a barcode on them, then it becomes a non-exempt commodity, a taxable commodity. That's when you need people like brokers to broker the right, put the right uh, equipment up on it. But see, it's no need to me even talking to a damn fool when you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, listen. You don't know what the hell you talk. He don't know what the hell he talking about. I got over two and a half million miles over the damn road. I have more miles bagging up than that fool probably ever ever drove forward in his whole life. And he gonna get on here and try to sound like he a damn expert, man. Please. Thank you, William. All right, Mobile, you got the final comment. Go ahead. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wonder what the conversation was about, but yeah. I can't disagree. I'm gonna know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, go back make what you said earlier. Yeah, this definitely shows why we do need our right to be to keep and bear arms to not be infringed. That's right. Because again, the cops are, don't protect us. They they can't, and maybe they may want to. Although looking at their school, some of them don't even want to protect us. Right. But and they can't. That's so we right. have to protect ourselves. So this shows why we need even more we so. weapons. Absolutely. Look, we're up against a break. Right, He's absolutely right, folks. Uh, they're not going to look. They let your kid die. What I mean. <laughs> What else can I tell you? Uh, Give up your guns because we're going to protect you. Bye. Let's take a break. All right. You got about two minutes. We got Derek on the line. What do you say, Derek? Hey, Kim. Like I said, once again, he showed his ignorance. And, you know, when a person resorts to name calling and cursing and yelling, they don't have anything intelligent to say. Let me go ahead and debunk some of the things he said real quick. He first said logging is not a farm or, or, or manufacturing. Well, that's that's totally wrong. And I've been driving a truck since I was 15 years old. And why, you ask? Because I had a farm waiver card because logging is considered farming. Okay? All right. Now, then he said when the wood is manufacturing the boards and things like that, they've broken the loads out. Also incorrect. 
Fewer Lumber Yard in Newton, Mississippi, as well as Linden Lumber Company in Linden, Alabama, contract directly with independent drivers because they know that they have more of an incentive to get the load done. Um, some of the highest paying loads is flatbed loads, okay? So you hardly ever, if any, see load brokers dominating those because those wood yards know that they can get a much better service and uh, more freight ship using independent guys. And that was the thesis of my whole argument in the beginning. When a person had a direct contract, a direct connection to the person they're shipping for, lo- uh, loads always go through and there's always money to be made and goods get moved. But yet, if you're going through a load broker, you're talking to a guy with nothing but a laptop and a phone mm-hmm. and no, not a single truck or trailer in sight. And I bet you money that's what he does. And he ain't fooling nobody because he's getting shafted. Hmm. Well, there you go, Snowball. He's educated you. What say ye? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Thanks, Derek. Now, you won't know what I'm thinking. The mayor got to stop smoking that dope. The mayor must stop. Smoking that dope is running them crazy. It's run- All right, folks, we're back and it is Friday. Hey, I want to remind you the Gun and Knife Club, we're going to do the when you're driving through the ghetto with、uh, Buddy Brown as we go out the door tonight. I、uh, do want to remind you if you're out furniture shopping this weekend, remember the Memorial Day sale at Lewis Furniture Store is going to be a blowout. Check them out. They're open at 6 p.m. this evening, 4 p.m. tomorrow, and they'll be open on Memorial Day. Come on down. You'll be glad you did, folks. Great savings all around. Check out the deals and pick out the selection by going online, lewisfurniturestore.com, and then you can just pick it up on Monday. Folks, the great deals continue at Lewis Furniture Store, located in Clinton, Clinton's only furniture store right next to Nukes. On Highway 80, as they would say, come on down. All right, what we're going to do is play a little bit of Tucker Carlson,、uh, about 10 minutes of it, maybe a little longer. Just let it rip, Mr. Producer. Welcome to Tucker Carlson's Unhappy Monday. Things are changing fast, as you know, and you can tell how fast they're changing by the way that people talk about politics. Language reflects feelings and thoughts. When your views change, shows the way you talk about them. And that's especially true of liberals who have very deep feelings. And their main feeling, this has always been true, is contempt for you. If you ever listen to NPR, you know exactly how much contempt liberals have for you, and you get to pay for it. NPR, NPR takes your tax dollars and then lectures you about how immoral you are. That is liberalism distilled. It's been going on a long time. NPR has been running its particular scam since 1971. But the sneering tone you hear on NPR has been the hallmark of liberals for nearly a century. Liberals have contempt for Dwight Eisenhower and for Barry Goldwater and for Richard Nixon. Boy, did they. And for Gerald Ford, even. If you're old enough to remember Ronald Reagan, you will recall vividly how liberals felt about him. Reagan was an idiot, they told you, a mouth breather, and so was anybody who would vote for him, very much including you. In the words of Al Gore, Republicans were the, quote, extra chromosome right wing. So they were literally genetically defective. That's how liberals actually talk. Wherever two or more liberals are gathered, you will find sanctimony. But there's a new inflection. You may have noticed it recently. The pivot, and it was a pivot, came six years ago. It was during the 2016 presidential campaign. Liberals seem to lose any remaining sense of humor the moment Donald Trump arrived. Why? 
Well, because he called their bluff. Looking back, it's obvious what happened. By 2016, no one could argue that liberal programs, or many programs, the various fads and metaphorical wars we were waging on this or that bad thing, there was no evidence that any of it had done anything to improve American life. Liberals promised you they would make everything great, but they didn't. In fact, every single liberal enthusiasm failed, from radical feminism to urban renewal, from outsourcing to the so-called sharing economy. All of them, each and every one, turned out to be a complete disaster. The reason 2016 was significant is that's the year liberals could no longer deny this. They couldn't say, give us another 50 years and we'll turn Baltimore into Geneva. They couldn't say that because no one would believe it. Not even their own voters would believe that. So for liberals, 2016 was a profoundly humiliating moment. And those can be good. Well-adjusted adults learn from humiliating moments. But that's not what liberals did. They turned their rage outward, and they focused that rage on the people they had failed. You always hate the ones you betray. So liberals decided they hated the American middle class. In 2016, Democrats stopped making arguments in favor of their own policies, whatever those might be, and instead reoriented the entire party around attacking the very people that historically they had represented. Again, America's middle class. Now they hated them. At a fundraiser she thought was off the record, Hillary Clinton summed up the contempt all of them felt. Listen. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. A gaffe. Yeah, in the sense she was telling you exactly what she really thinks. She meant every word of that and the applause that she received was heartfelt too. They all felt that way. And that's why 2016 was the year that you and everybody else became a racist. It was the worst slur they could think of. They used it every day of the 2016 campaign. Racist, racist, racist. Well, in the end, and they hated this above all, Donald Trump won more non-white votes than any Republican presidential candidate ever, but they didn't stop. No, they just increased the volume. And by 2020, a lot of Americans were just exhausted Fine, we'll vote for a mannequin, if only you will calm down. That was the unspoken yet very clear deal that liberals made with the country. If you ditch the orange man, we will stop screaming and burning your cities, and we can be all Americans again. So people voted for Biden. Maybe not 81 million, but some people did. But Democrats didn't mean it. By January of last year, the Democratic Party had more power than at any time since FDR was president. But the telling point, the tip-off, was they didn't seem happy about it. If anything, they seemed angrier than ever. Why? Because they had lost faith in their own program. They controlled everything, but they had no interest in making things better. They were no longer interested at all in social improvement. Social Security, they bragged about that for almost 100 years. They stopped talking about it. Head Start, remember that? Improving public schools. These were all liberal enthusiasms. They tried them all, and none of them worked. So they moved in the other direction. Instead of trying to fix the country, they decided to destroy the country and just start over. If you were watching from outside, it looked like they were having a fit. They erupted into uncontrollable nihilistic rage. They swept the plates off the table, punched a hole in the drywall, threw a vase on the TV, burn it down, let's start over. They called this the equity agenda. And you should have been nervous when you listened to them talk about it because every time they talked about the equity agenda, they scowled. 
Joe Biden looked angry at his own inauguration. He had promised hope, but in the end, he delivered division and rage. This is Biden on the day he became president. And now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we're all are created equal and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, demonization have long torn us apart. The battle is perennial. Huh? What was that? That wasn't the deal. We got rid of the orange man and you're still calling me racist? Why are you doing that? Why aren't you trying to unite the country? Why don't you win over the people who didn't vote for you? They didn't spend one day doing that. Instead, they moved in the opposite direction at high speed. They all of a sudden declared that trespassing was a felony and threw Trump voters in prison. A lot of them are still there. They said about politicizing the most heavily armed federal agencies from the FBI to DHS to the Pentagon. That should make you nervous. And they did it for a reason, because they believed their political opponents were criminals. And you know that because they said so. They called them Nazis and white supremacists. You, you're not a Nazi or a white supremacist. Why are they calling you that? Why are they denouncing you as a seditionist, an enemy of the state? Why are they demanding that government censor and disarm you because they think you're a terrorist? They deployed thousands of National Guard troops to your capital and kept them there for months. What? Against Americans? We weren't being invaded. Those were Trump voters they claimed to be afraid of. They began using language that even the most radical Democrat in Congress just six years ago would have thought was way too extreme. And it wasn't just a few of them who did this. Virtually all of them did it. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. Similar to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. We can now add January 6th, 2021, to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. The worst attack on our democracy uh, since the Civil War. And this was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. The worst single act of political violence since the Civil War. The worst attack on American democracy, arguably, probably since the Civil War. The one six attacks are likely to kill a lot more Americans than were killed on the 9-11 attacks. January 6th was worse than 9-11. Why are they talking like that? It's so obviously untrue, and yet they're all reading from the same script. There has to be a purpose here. They're not doing this accidentally. People don't use identical chunks of language on the same day by accident. They thought this through. And then they began putting people on television whose only qualification was their willingness to say things that, again, three years ago would have been considered beyond the pale. And not just a few of them, a lot of them. Here's a former Trump administration lackey telling you with a straight face that the Republican Party is a bigger threat to this nation than al-Qaeda or ISIS. <clears throat> Radicalized elements of the Republican Party now represent a bigger threat to our democracy than organizations like al-Qaeda or ISIS ever did. Now, not necessarily to human lives, not necessarily, but a bigger threat to our democracy than those terrorist groups ever did. 
So why are they talking this way? Well, what else are they going to talk about? Their record in Detroit for the last 60 years? No. The Democratic Party decided the only way it could maintain power, win the next election, is to convince you, the voter, that the other side is dangerous, literally dangerous, not metaphorically dangerous, actually dangerous to your life. The problem is you have to up the ante in every election. If they're white supremacists this election, what are they next election? Nazis? And then what? John Brennan, the former CIA director, said he looked forward to an authoritarian crackdown. You'll notice he lumps in libertarians with fascist bigots and racists. Watch this. Looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of the country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. That was the month that Joe Biden was inaugurated, the month you'd think liberals like John Brennan would be celebrating Trump's departure. But again, they were angrier than ever, and they've gotten angrier since that day. So where's this going? Well, it's going the only place it ever could go. Democrats have reached the logical end of name-calling. Why? Because they've run out of epithets. Once you've accused your political opponents of being Nazis, white supremacists, and then of treason, you have reached the limits of language. When you're dealing with someone who's committed treason, it is now a law enforcement matter. People are going to have to be physically punished. So not surprisingly, that is what they are now calling for. Arrest them! All of a sudden, you're hearing a lot of liberals say that. Not just the crazies. But the mainstream people, Willard Mitt Romney, a man who's probably never used the F word in his entire life, is suddenly accusing Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, one of the most reasonable people ever to serve in the body, of treason. Not accusing her of being mistaken or wrong, but accusing her of betraying her country even as she serves it in uniform. What's the penalty for that? Well, it's prison, at least. Watch. Tulsi Gabbard is being accused of spreading Russian false flag propaganda. Yeah. And I think DOJ, in the same way that it is uh, setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs, should look into people who are Russian propagandists and shilling for Putin. They used to arrest people for doing stuff like this. If they thought you were uh, colluding with a Russian agent, if they thought you were putting out information or taking information and handing over to Russia, yeah. they used to actually investigate stuff like this and I guess now you know there seems to be no bars yeah it's the view they're harpies they're ridiculous they're stupid all true but what was so surprising is that that wasn't even considered much of a news story it's that common a liberal fundraising group called call to action is now demanding the arrest of Clarence Thomas's wife Ginny Thomas someone who as far as we know hasn't done anything wrong apart from marrying a man that liberals don't like. So even five years ago, if some liberal group was raising money on the idea that Ginny Thomas should be arrested because she's married to Clarence Thomas, that would have seemed demented. Now it's just another cable news segment. A lot of them are like that. Here's former Fox reporter Carl Cameron on CNN this weekend calling for us, this show, to be sent to prison because that's now the fair penalty for disagreeing with Joe Biden. Jail time. And the host of the show on CNN seems to think that sounds about right. 
in this particular case, Tucker has been screaming fire in a crowded movie house for years. And that cliche uh, really comes to the matter of what is free speech. And the fact of the matter is, if you disturb the peace by starting a riot in a movie theater, cops are going to arrest you and you might end up in jail or you might end up in something worse. Uh, and that kind of stuff absolutely has to stop, uh, whether it's the antitrust bill to take down and deplatform people who lie and put out falsehoods that cause damage and violent, violent hate. Uh, there ought to be something done about it. And the, the administration is beginning to actually make a move on that. And it's been way overdue. The administration is beginning to make a move on that, says the journalist. Maybe wind up in jail or maybe something worse, quote. Well, what's something worse? Well, we're not sure what something worse is, but it certainly feels like we're moving toward it at very high speed at this point. That's the end point to talk like that, something worse. Because rhetoric has its own internal logic. You've experienced it. You can talk yourself into things. We've all done that. Democrats are doing it right now. And what they're talking themselves into right now is, quote, something worse. It's scary. It is time to pull back. It is time to de-escalate. Otherwise, this is going to get really ugly really soon. Subscribe. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Friday. The Gun and Knife Club will begin in earnest. We just... uh, uh young man, a young child was rather was just grazed with a bullet down there and off Ventura Avenue there in Jackson. Uh, folks, it's not going to get any better. Just look, It's not. But I'll tell you what is going to get better. Dinner tonight. The Gathering Restaurant in Livingston in Madison County, Highway 463 and Highway 22. Folks, a dining experience you will not forget. Come on down and enjoy some fine dining with the good folks over at The Gathering. And as you know, they have all those unique items that will just have your mouth watering. And uh, again, you can get those uh, butcher cut steaks, fresh seafood, golden fried catfish, savory pastas, and delicious salad. That's right, folks, at the gathering. And of course, tomorrow morning from 10 to 2, they're going to be having the brunch at the gathering that has become quite popular. You might want to stop by there uh, for their uh, Saturday morning brunch. Uh, Madison County patty melt is one of their things. Chicken blueberry pancakes, chicken and biscuits, southern uh, and a southern be- uh, breakfast, the traditional southern be- uh, breakfast. All available at the brunch at the gathering, Highway 463 and Highway 22. Come on down. Put it on your to-do list, and you'll be glad you did. The Gathering Restaurant tomorrow at 10 to 2 for the brunch, and right now for dinner. I know you many of you are getting hungry, thinking about where you're going to go. Check it out today. All right, folks, it is an open forum. You just heard Tucker Carlson. I like uh, Tucker. He cuts right through it, man. And uh, he was the one who pointed out the other night, I didn't get to play that clip, uh, Folks, we've got to deal with the fact that everybody's angry in this country. Everybody's angry. And it's been brought out. Folks, we need to look at the role the pharmaceutical companies are playing in all these uh, kids going off the rails. <clears throat> we got these schools, uh, these kids are being diagnosed as having all these various uh, learning disabilities and they've been given all these drugs and stuff like that. Folks, our kids are going off the rail because Big Pharma is pumping these folks full of these uh, chemicals. And these kids can't handle it. These kids are being isolated at home. They don't get out and play. Uh, they don't interact with others. 
They're out on the video game, they're on the internet all the time, and it's starting to take its toll on our kids. So the question is, what do you intend to do? Are we going to say enough of this foolishness or are we going to continue on? I was going to point out to you, and I, I mentioned it earlier in the week, about the elections in Georgia. You had、um, Governor Kemp winning the Republican primary, and of course, Stacey Abrams won the Democrat primary. What Stacey and, and Kemp, see, they, Stacey and Kemp are in the same boat. They got to protect the election fraud of 2020. So, what the black community did over there was encourage black folks to vote in the Republican primary for Kemp to make sure that he won because Stacey was going to win hers because she didn't have the opposition. And、uh, that's how it played out because both Stacey and Kemp and uh, uh, Raffsenberger, the Secretary of State, in my view, they're all guilty of, of, of criminal、uh, behavior during the election, Stacey particularly. And so they had a vested interest in、uh, Governor Kemp winning and Rassenberger winning. So that's what they did. They crossed over. Now, here's the thing with that. <clears throat> This is why I keep saying quit wasting your time with black people, particularly black Democrats. Black Democrats are the ones who screwed up the black community, who has wasted the 60 years of the civil rights movement. All the gains have been wasted under their watch. I'm going to show you right now. Now, The Democrat Party and its hand picked black leadership encourage black folks to vote, cross over and vote when it's in the interest of the Democrat Party. When it's in the interest of black folks to cross over and vote in their own interest, we won't do it. This is why I keep saying when you hear all this stuff about we need to do something about the crime and the murder, they ain't going to do nothing. Because blacks in the black community who vote Democrat in particular, They're not going to entertain any solution that's not approved by the Democrat Party. Hey, it don't, it don't make a difference if it works or not. They they're not going to do it. If one coalition member of the Democrat Party says black folks can't have it, black folks won't, they won't even entertain having it. You doubt what I'm saying? Do you doubt me, Radio Strongman? Here's why you shouldn't. Right here in Jackson. Jackson Public Schools had voted to lease Rowan Middle School to Midtown Charter School. <clears throat> They voted and approved it. A group of blacks, at the behest of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, agitated for a revote to, to rescind the, the contract to lease the building to Midtown for $80,000 a year. Why would the NAACP do this? When the NAACP went broke because of that crap Ben Chavez was doing and others, the NAACP was basically purchased at the, at the dollar table, the dime table, clearance, the clearance bin, by the AFL CIO and other union members, basically the AFL CIO, which represents all the other unions. The AFL CIO. <clears throat> On behalf of the educational establishment, owns the NAACP. They told Derek Johnson, Oh, no, we're gonna re- you, you got to rescind that. The NAACP has a hefty number on the Jackson Public School Board. Frank figures being chief, and I know Frank been known for I knew Frank back when we were agitating together on behalf of Jesse Jackson on his first run. We go back. 
$10 to a donut that Frank was behind and spearheaded the rescinding of that vote to make Midtown, uh, uh, give Midtown Charter School access to Rowan Middle School, which has been sitting vacant for five years. They're going to bring in $80,000 a year rent. That's about $6,600 a month. Now, the reports are that the school district is spending $110,000 a year to maintain electricity in the building and other utilities. I don't know. That's a lot of money. I could see that $110,000 if the school was occupied, but let's go with that number. That's about $10,000 a month that the district is paying out. Now, they rescinded the contract with Midtown because the blacks, many of them from the NPR, from my friend Sherry Jones and others, Dr. Henderson and others, didn't want Midtown to have it because they said Midtown having it would be almost like an attack on black institutions, which is Jackson Public Schools, which is not a black institution. It's an institution that's ran by blacks in the ground, I might add. <clears throat> and so they stepped in and intervened and made sure that the, the contract was rescinded. So now, and they said the reason why, because that would give Midtown more opportunities to take students away from Jackson Public Schools. And each student is worth nine to $10,000 ahead from the state and federal government, et cetera, to the Jackson Public School District. Fine, I understand that calculus. I understand that. But here's the thing. These are the same blacks who sitting back watching the institution that used to be called CMI. Over there by Grove Park. Go under. With no support from these black for a living folks. These are the same folks who are sitting there watching Piney Woods go in and out of the financial ICU. With no help from the black for a living crowd but yet they say they're concerned about public education in these black institutions called jps folks this is why we're not getting it together we see our kids going out the back door the parents who send their kids to midtown know that their child needs something different they want something different for their child they want to save those kids those negroes ain't interested but let me tell you the characteristics about all those negroes they done have lived a good life here in America. Brother Jones, Brother Henderson, and whoever else was down there at the school board agitating for that uh, rescinding of the contract. Frank Figures, Kim Wade, we all, we all done got it. We got ours. But those babies coming up right now, they denying them that opportunity. And it's an opportunity that the parents want them to have. Why should they get to get in, in between them and uh, the kids' education? Because they're black for a living. So the school is going to sit there and deteriorate. And I can tell you now, it will cost all, right. I would say it's going to cost even more than that. But it's going to cost at least $500,000 if they had to tear Rowan Middle School down to the slab. So, but they're worried about the school district and its money. So where are they going to get the $500,000 from? Where are they getting $100,000 that they're paying to keep the uh, utilities going over there? See, these folks don't even get out a dollar calculator and figure out this don't even make sense what we're saying. Because they're all caught up in their abstract ideas when we overcome, when black folks come together, when we turn that dollar over seven times in the black. He ain't doing none of that crap. Then there was talk about them wanting to turn it into a incubator. 
Well, you can turn it into incubators. You know what the price is. It's $80,000 a year, $6,600 a month. You Negroes can't generate enough money to have an incubator. You know that. That's why you ain't done it. So the school district went and rescinded a contract where they would be saving $110,000 a month in electric bills because the Midtown would be picking up the tab for the utilities and bringing in an extra $80,000. But they say it's about the money that the school district would lose if the kids started abandoning JPS going to this expanded Midtown school. We ain't even going to get into the fact that these kids may be better off. Nor does Dr. Henderson and the others even address why the hell JPS is doing bad with the schools. Why would the JPS parents want them out of there? I keep telling you, folks, black leadership, this generation of black leadership, I've never seen the selfishness. This not even, you can't even find it in recorded history of black folks in this country. The Kim Wades, the Sherry Jones, the Dr. Henderson, we are some selfish SOBs. We would step in and deny a mother, a father, the educational choices of their making because we're into this abstract idea of black institutions while we watch CMI go under. What is it? Is Adiambo still around? Nope, it's gone under. As I said, Piney Woods on, on, is on death watch. Ain't nobody raising no money for them. Folks, I keep telling you, black people are full of crap. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Friday. Glad to be back here in the studios. And if you got a taste for steak this evening, don't forget our good friends over at Tico. Tico Hoffman's on County Line Road. Been there three decades. Some of the finest steaks known to mankind. Give them a call, 601-956-1030, and have your order ready for pickup. 601-956-1030. Tico, Tico Hoffman. Let's go to Nathan. Hey, Nathan. Hey, what's up, Mr. Wade? How you doing, brother? Uh, doing great. Hey, I tell you, you own something about those uh, those unions and uh, the NAACP and all that. Yes, sir. You know, they kind of had a mm. national situation kind of similar up mm. here. I think they were trying to move out of Baltimore to get closer to the money here in D.C., and, you know, I think they had some money issues. And if you notice, the Black Lives Matter Plaza, you know, where they wrote it up here on the street. Right. The only businesses there on that street are the unions, AFL-CIO, the Motion Pictures Association. And I always found it odd, like, how, what kind of business will let these people protest, you know, for a year and basically shut all their operations down? Because you couldn't go to any of those organizations. Hmm. Because, you know, it was a protest. You know, you wouldn't feel comfortable. You remember, they were right there at the White House. Huh, so it must have been you know, union it's, members, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's union. They, they, they had to be up with it. Because if you shut down anybody's business for that period of time, they'd be raising all kind of saying to the mayor, hey, hey, get these people out of here, right? Yeah, and yeah. they took over the union street, you know. And you can look it up and see where they were. I did and, not know that. That's an angle yeah. of acuity, brother. We didn't, yeah. didn't know that out here in Mississippi. And, and then the other thing is, yeah, you won't see it. You won't even think about it in Mississippi. But if you ride down there, you see it's nothing but unions, right? Hmm. And then the, the other thing is, like, all my life I've been told a Negro mind is a terrible thing. Ooh, right? Go there, brother. Go right? there. 
Right, remember that? Yeah, go there. <laughs> they had some little black boy up on the billboard. They said, look, don't waste his mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and Woo. how easy did they convince the blacks that you can just learn from home, right? Yeah. The unions, when they needed to shut the schools down and everything, they, they told the blacks, you know, hey, just learn from home, right? Mm-hmm. right? And, and the blacks went for it. And just like you said, when it, when they they won't vote Republican unless the Democrats tell them to vote Republican, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm telling you, they are really like the lap dogs. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. I mean, these these black men in the Democrat Party, these, these people are shameless. I mean, they, they they might as be walking around with Prince pants on, with their yeah. butt cheeks hanging out. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Wade, you know, I tell you, it's a terrible thing. You know, I grew up right around the time Bo Jackson and, and Herschel Walker were, you know, playing NCC football. Right. And, you know, you root for, no matter who you root for, you respect both of those men. You, you line up to watch them play. And to hear black men tearing down Herschel Walker, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know much about Herschel Walker beyond football, but he seemed to be an upstanding guy, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're tearing mm-hmm. down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they are unwilling to have anybody, they, they really have a country full of war knocks mm-hmm. or a community full of war knocks, right? Right. right. Versus somebody who at least has done something, you know, other than hustle people. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about Herschel Walker. He's standing on his own two feet. He's been his own man. And again, black folks, this is what I keep saying. All the murders that's going on throughout the country, man, quit worrying about it. I mean, it's sad that it's happening. But we are we will cut your throat to vote for a Raphael Warnock or a Stacey Abrams rather than fixing our own community. Like, they're yeah. going to do something. And all they're doing is lying in their pockets. Did you see Warnock over there in the Ukraine? No, I didn't see that knucklehead over there. <laughs> well, mm. he, was over there, he, he was over there with Pelosi mm-hmm. in the Ukraine, right? And I just asked myself, how many of those blacks in Atlanta <laughs> voted for him, that Negro that went to Ukraine, right? <laughs> how many of the blacks in Atlanta even know where Ukraine is, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> it's really amazing. Well, like I said, you know, look, bro, we can pretty much, I mean, you, you can stick a fork in the black community as far as progress is concerned. This is the best it's going to get, unless Jesus come in and does the abracadabra act on our behalf. But for, as far as us getting it together, all we do is oppose things. We don't build anything. We don't make anything better. All we do is just like they did with the school down here. They wouldn't let anybody else have the school. They ain't going to do anything with it. So they're just going to prevent the kids from getting education. <laughs> you know, here's something you might not have heard down in, in Mississippi. You know, when, when Obama first got elected here, and I'm here in D.C., mm-hmm. You know, they always raise, you know, say, hey, are you going to send your children to public schools? But D.C. has some kind of carve-out where yeah. these kids need to get them from music and send, you know, their parents send their kids to, like, a private school. Not not, not, not well, just the private, uh, what is it, Tidwell Friends, yeah. Sidwell, Sidwell Friends School is the most elite school. What is it? It's got to be $100,000 a year per head. It's <laughs> very expensive. But there's some kind of problem here where these poor kids can get, you know, out of the public school system because the schools have been failing for so long. Right. And every year, the, you know, every time the president comes in, he could either end the program or continue. Well, Obama ended it, mm-hmm. right? And it's primarily the only blacks that benefit from it because it's the only ones that send their kids to the public schools here in D.C., mm-hmm. or at least at the time when he was president. Mm-hmm. And the media won't talk about it, right? right. The NAACP and, you know, the, the local blacks were kind of grumbling, but they couldn't go against Obama. Right. Even though they, he took away one of their mm-hmm. education options while he put his own children into it. With. And so they, that's just more to the point that like, there really is no saving these people. No. Right? They're political blacks first. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh, boy, you be hitting it, bro. You be hitting it. I love it when you call, but you know what?、Uh, the program you talked about,、uh, Barack Obama, his first year, the kids were already in the school because he came in in January.、Uh, his daughter would bring some of the other black kids、uh, home from the Tidwell, Sidwell Friends School to visit the White House. You know what little kids do, you know, sleepovers and all that stuff. And Barack still shut the program down. Those kids had to leave the school. <laughs> I mean, how cold can you be, man? Because the unions didn't want it, just like they don't want, the, they don't want Midtown to have the Rowan Middle School. They'd rather see the school just crumble, be an eyesore in the community while they're out here trying to do economic development. I'm telling you, I'm telling you black folks have never been so poorly served by what, it, what they claim to be black leadership, both spiritually and politically, at any time in our history. We had it better under slave, slavery when it comes to black leadership than we do right now. Yeah, I've always I've begun to think that the, the public school system really just a,、uh, like a job package for black women. You know, that's by and large mainly the ones who work in these public school systems. Well, but here's the thing, and, and, and you're actually right in many instances.、Uh, you, you made the point when you first called that there was a time we were taught that education was the key, not public education, not master's education. Education was the key. Learning how to read and write and be proficient. No, they tell us no, the public schools, oh, because a few blacks with, with bogus PhDs and master's degrees. I mean, they got to be bogus because they're not improving the lot of the kids. And when we had separate but unequal, our kids were better educated than they are now under black leadership. Y'all make it make sense. You don't want, you don't want out here flossing. Mr. Wade, I'll believe it with this. They fought for the public bathrooms, and who would use a public bathroom today if they don't have to? They fought for public water fountains. Who drinks out of public water fountain today? They're about to turn down the value of a vote, right?、Oh, yeah. Stacey Abrams, the way she's going about it, you know, the mail in ballot, everything they fought these white people for, they've allowed themselves to be used to tear it down, right? It ain't worth anything.、Nice. Right? They fought to sit on the front of the bus and they sit in the back, right? <laughs> Brother, you are very insightful. I love hearing you call, brother. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Thank take, you. Let's、Wait. take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, the final few seconds of the Kim Wade Show. You got a taste for pizza tonight. Don't forget your pie, 340 Calhoun Station Parkway, yourpie.com. Let's go to Rod. Hey, Rod. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. How you doing? All right. Hey, I just want to compliment that last guy. I take a vote that we vote Rob off that first 430 slot. <laughs> put that guy in and put Rob at the 556 hour, 557. Because you see how calm that dude was? He, he talked straight through. He stayed on the subject. When Rob did that 430, he'd be all over the place. He'd be shouting. Then when he'd get, when he'd get excited, he started eating his words up. You can't understand what he's saying. And then you and that guy got something in common. Y'all from the north, the northwest, I mean the northeast. Y'all, 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 y'all level. Y'all on the level head. You see what I'm saying? Well, actually, he's from here. He just lives in D.C. I know he said the D.C. Yeah. yeah. You see how he come, he stayed, and、yeah. then y'all was on topic.、Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rob, well, Rob talked about the news every day. Like, don't nobody else watch the news. You know what I mean? I like that dude right there. Can you swap spots with him? Well, we'll give everybody a shot, man. I appreciate your call. We love Mobile、Thank、Bob. You, we love Nathan, man. The bottom line yeah, is. Yeah, we, we do. We do. We take everybody. It takes everybody to mix it up, brother. But we appreciate it. You know, he's, he's right on point, man. Look, folks, we could do better. All we got to do is 
don't just be in a situation as black folks where we just 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 try to、uh, stop everything, and yet when we get in charge, we don't make things better. And then we say, well, they're trying to take money. For, Brother, you're wasting money. You don't have a right to, to the Jackson Public Schools, to all the board members and the doctors and everybody else down there. Y'all don't have a right to waste this money. You don't have a right to waste these kids' lives. You don't own that slot. You're there to make things better. If you can't make it better and charter school takes your slot, that's on you. You had an opportunity to make it better. Am I right, Rod? All right, brother, we're out of time. We're going to take a break. Folks, happy Memorial Day to you. God bless you. God bless America. See you on the radio.